This episode is brought to you by me time or hashtag have a moment for yourself. It is a morning routine kit. It's so amazing. I use it every single day. I'm obsessed with the eucalyptus oil. They also have a affirmations deck, a journal, and then a curated Spotify playlist. You can use code Jennifer for 20% off. And I will also leave the link in the show notes. guys, welcome back to the Attracting Abundance podcast. This is episode 42. Today we are actually going to be having a guest on. It is Sasha Kayward. She is the founder of Sasha Lucia Health and we're going to be talking about the long-awaited podcast episode about cycle syncing. It's full of so much information. I am so excited for you guys to hear it. She's so well-versed and she just knows so much about this topic. It was really interesting and I learned so much from her after already knowing so much. So I always love that. And just some housekeeping, just want to preface and give a disclaimer that we are not medical professionals. She has been studying this, but again, always if you're making a big decision like getting off birth control or changing your diet and things like that, it is always recommended to, you know, consult with a medical professional that can look at all of your information, whether it's blood work or whatever it might be. So I just wanted to put that out there before we start into it. So everybody, welcome Sasha to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you on and talking about this topic. So for everyone listening, we're going to be talking about just like menstrual health and specifically cycle syncing really is what I think a lot of people are interested in talking about in terms of, you know, a lot of people are hearing about getting off birth control and things like that. So I I really wanted to bring you on to talk about these topics. So as all of my episodes, I like to pull a affirmation deck from this me time affirmation kit that I have. And what I pulled is... I'm worthy of love and connection exactly as I am, which is really nice. It's kind of like a nice connection to the episode of just really connecting back to like our roots, I think. And, you know, kind of just like, I don't, I guess like there is some traditional Chinese medicine in cycle syncing a little bit. So it's kind of like going back to the roots. I don't know. I've been super fascinated in Chinese medicine for a while. So I'm sure that will come up in terms of supplements and stuff like that later in the episode, but I like to start out all the episodes with that. And then I just say like three good things about my day, but I would love to hear three good things about your day or just your life in general. I like to just kind of bring in gratitude every day. So what do you got? I love this. (laughs) I love this. Um, and it's funny because my week focus I've been doing on my Instagram is just like a one habit sort of focus. Cause if you're like me, you try to do like five different habits and then you don't do any of them because you see all the things you have to do. And it's so overwhelming. So my, my habit for this week is actually gratitude and three good things, um, or that's happening right now. The first is just want to be grateful for my relationship. Um, I went through a breakup last year and then just kind of manifested someone um, completely new, completely random into my life. And it's just been such an amazing, such amazing time. And I get to see him on Friday. I'm flying to Boston. Um, Another thing I'm really grateful for is 
my prep for grad school. And I remember freshman year of college, I was like, I'm never going to grad school. Never say never. Um, Cause here we are. So I'm doing my master's in organizational psychology. And the third thing is just reconnecting and re getting back into this part of my business and health coaching and just coaching women to really upgrade their health using their biological blueprint and um, coming back into that feminine energy. We'll talk about that in traditional Chinese medicine and just really feeling empowered in their bodies again, especially with all of the noise on Instagram and on socials with, you know, hot girl summer with being that girl. And there's just so much out there, but really reconnecting back into what actually works for your biology. So what works for you is not going to work for me. And what works for me is not going to work for Susie down the street. Um, so yeah, those are the three things that I'm grateful for. Love that. Thank you for sharing. That was such a good message just in the whole thing in general. And I think that really goes into so many other areas of your life in terms of like, you know, the right diet for you is different for me Mm -hmm. or like, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of things to do to help with like each cycle. But I think that's just a good message, like overall in life that not, you know, just because like a piece of advice works for you doesn't mean to work for me or, you know what I mean? So, all right. So I'm just going to do a little breath exercise with us to just ground us in. I've been talking about a lot on the podcast, but I'm reading this book about breathing and it's very fascinating. So I'm basically learning that taking deeper exhales out rather than taking like only deep exhale, like breaths in is actually better for our health. So we're just, just take a normal breath in and then we're going to exhale all the air out of our breath. So just take a deep breath in and out. And then breathe in through your nose and hold it at the top and take a deep breath out of your nose and hold it and then just breathe normally. Just ground us in together, connect us. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yes. I just, I try and do it. I, you know, I think it's really, this book is very fascinating. I keep talking about it. I definitely recommend it. It's literally just called breathe. Um, I know exactly the book you're talking, talking about. about. We read it for one of my neuroscience classes. No way. We yeah. Um, and just doing, yeah, doing my yoga teacher trainings and everything. It just, the breath is so important and we'll talk so much about this, but um, your breath and how you breathe is going to be directly related to your hormones as well. And because it's stress response, right? I know everything is back to your hormones. It's almost like they dictate every part of our life or something. Wow. Yeah. Right. Who knew? That's so wild. I did not expect that to be like a thing, but it makes a lot of sense, like from all the things I've learned. So I'm excited to get into that side of things. So let's just get right into the episode. And, you know, you said a little bit about, you know, you're going to grad school, but I kind of want to hear like more about you and your origin story about like, why did you even want to get into this? Why did you want to start getting into menstrual health, hormone health and all of these things? And then like, what did you study at university and undergrad? So go for it. Yeah. So hello to everyone who's listening. My name is Sasha and I am a menstrual health coach, educator, all the things in terms of just women's health in general. Um, I never expected to be talking about periods on the internet, to be <laughs> honest. 
uh, it's kind of the farthest thing from where my life was. And so kind of my backstory was that I was your classic, like wellness junkie growing up. Um, but even before that, I was an elite athlete. I was on the U S national tennis team. I was competing all over the world, all over the country and was training five, four hours a day. And I was also the only girl at my training facility. And so I was surrounded by, you know, 20, 20 guys for the most part, 20 teenage boys, um, with male coaches and, throughout the process, I just became masculine in like all the sense of the words is they just trained me like a guy. They didn't even acknowledge the fact that I was a female, except for obviously sexist language in terms of running like a girl or serving like a girl. Um, But in general, I was just a guy. And through that process, I actually lost my period and I lost my period for four years and I was training, as I said, four or five hours a day. I was not eating enough. Like I was eating trigger warnings, but talking about food and stuff, but probably less than a thousand calories. I remember tracking on my fitness pal and being like, oh, let's see if I can hit 800. What if I hit 500? And through that process, lost my period. My hair was falling out. My skin was just like dull. Like I looked just ashen. And I also signed with a modeling agency, which which was a good experience, but also probably one of the worst things I could have done for myself. Um, And so now there's this added pressure of being skinny for modeling, but also being skinny for fitness and being an athlete. And it was really fueled by, you know, my peers and People be like, oh, you look so good. You look so fit. You look so healthy. I was shredded. I had like a six pack. I was so, yeah, so toned and defined, but I didn't have a period. And through that process, I started going to doctors and um, my OBGYN was like, oh, just go on a birth control and that will get your period back. And I remember being there. And for me, the one thing that kept me from going on birth control, which is super messed up, was the fear of gaining weight. That was the one thing that kept me from taking the pill or getting on any sort of birth control was I didn't want to gain weight. I was terrified of gaining weight. That was my worst nightmare. And this is what is now called orthorexia or the addiction of being healthy. And I will boldly claim that I think most of Instagram has orthorexia um, in terms of the whole like that girl eating, the um, wellness junkie kind of lifestyle. They all are stemming from partially a place of orthorexia, not everyone and not everything that you see. But for me, that was my experience, but I was able to hide it behind being healthy. And everyone's like, wow, you're so healthy. You're so healthy. And I'm like, no, I just had an eating disorder. And fast forward to, yeah, my doctors were like, you know, going to birth control. And then I was like, no. And then I started getting into that research. And I found out that birth control stopped ovulation. You need, a, you need ovulation to have a period. 
I didn't ovulate. I didn't have a period. So why are you giving me something that prevents ovulation? And then that was the first kind of, hmm, that's interesting. And then of course you go to Google and you start Googling everything. And throughout um, the next two years, they found I had developed two autoimmune diseases from not having a period. I was getting winded going up the stairs, but then I was still being able to train four hours a day because I was going on pure adrenaline and pure cortisol. And they put me on a thyroid medication, which gave me energy, which was great for that time. But then I was on vacation once and I ran out of it and I could not move. I'm not kidding for four days. I was like in bed, just felt like gravity just took me and was like laying me down on the bed. And that was the next little step of, Hmm, I'm going to be dependent on this medication from what they're telling me for the next 80 years of my life. I don't like this. I want to heal naturally. And so then that kind of started the snowball effect of really getting into holistic nutrition, holistic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, um, Ayurveda, like everything under the sun that was considered like non-traditional medicine. And lo and behold, by really learning about my body and it was still coming from a little bit of a disordered background. And so it really wasn't until my first year of college that I got my period back. And that was really due to gaining weight. And I still don't know how I got my period back to this day. I like to joke and say, I kissed a boy. And then the next day I got my period. And like, I'm not kidding. Like literally (laughs) that's how it happened. But it was also a lot of the stuff in the background in terms of like healing my gut healing my adrenals, healing my thyroid, healing like my relationship with food, healing my relationship with my body, which is still an ongoing process and will always be an ongoing process, so on and so forth. So, and then fast forward two more years, I had the worst period cramps. I was, my skin was just dry and cracked and constantly breaking out. I had still no energy. My moods were like chaotic and just felt so out of control of my, of my body. So of course, what do you do? You go to Google, you go to Pinterest and you're looking up like diet routines or workout stuff and continuing that cycle. But from even from the different spectrum of being gaining 50 pounds from all of the stress and the cortisol and the absolute hatred I had for myself and for my body that just manifested in this huge weight gain and this huge protective bubble over myself. because my body did not feel safe. And from that point, I was still so unhappy with my body. Nothing was working. Literally nothing was working. I was like barely eating, working out and I was still gaining weight. And I was like, what the actual hell? Meanwhile, my guy friends are doing the same thing and they're, you know, getting shredded. And I was like, this does not match up. So I went to London for grads or for um, a year abroad and throughout the whole COVID thing, that's kind of when I really was like light bulb moment. And I listened to a podcast about cycle syncing. And I remember I tell a story all the time. I was walking through the countryside of England at my ex-boyfriend's and there's cows everywhere and the pastures and the fields. It was like the classic British countryside. And I was listening to how 
we have a different rhythm. We have something called an infradian rhythm versus the circadian rhythm, which is we have both. But our main biology focuses on this infradian rhythm, which is our menstrual cycle. And I remember just sitting and just standing in the fields being like, and just bawling my eyes out. because I was like, this is the answer that I've been looking for for the last seven years that no doctor could give me that nothing could, um, no Google could give me. And that was the moment where I was like, this is my purpose. Like, this is where I want to go into. I want to learn everything I can and start spreading this message because I'm not unique. There are hundreds of thousands, millions of women and girls and menstruators who are suffering from exactly what I suffered from. And our sex education failed us. Our parents failed us. Our systems have failed us. And that was the moment that was like cycle syncing is the answer because it combines everything from fitness, nutrition, mindset, psychology, biology, chemistry, all into your own distinct and unique biological rhythm. Because your menstrual cycle is going to be different than my menstrual cycle, which is going to be different than the person next door's menstrual cycle. That's going to be different from someone else's. But the principles remain the same. It's how you utilize them into your own life are completely different. Wow. It's really inspiring. It's, and I like got chills when you were like, I just started crying and like, this is what I've been looking for. And it's like, I think, you know, there's so many things that, you know, it's like back even, like you said, I mean, this was only a couple, this was like two years ago for you. Like, even then it's like, it's being more talked about now, but it's like back say five years ago, 10 years ago, even further. It's like, they only could like use the knowledge that they had. And it's just kind of like a copy and paste of the education, keep going like to the doctors and the next doctors. And mm-hmm. that. it's like, we're only kind of able to use what we know. So I'm so glad that it's like starting to be more normalized. And the fact that you know, we have more access to so much more information now. Like you listen to a podcast. Like, I think I heard about cycle syncing from like a women's group that I was in because we had access to like Facebook and Instagram and all these things. And I like met this hormonal coach and stuff. So it's, it's really exciting that it's being more talked about now. And I'm, I don't know, I just, it's been life-changing for me as well. And I've learned so much from you already and just done my own research, you know, like after the fact, but I wanted to first, like, have you define what cycle syncing was like, maybe just in layman's terms for people who maybe still aren't really grasping, like exactly what that is. Yeah. So cycle syncing is basically living the simplest terms is living your lifestyle in respect to your menstrual cycle. So your period. And your period and your menstrual cycle are two different things. So your period is your actual bleed. It is when you are menstruating. Your menstrual cycle is that 28 to 32 day cycle that you go through every single month. And your period is part of your menstrual cycle. So cycle syncing is are you living your life in rhythm with your menstrual cycle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... That's great. And if that still doesn't make sense, I hope by the end that people understand. If you've never heard about this, a lot of people, like I was going to ask you, like, I'm assuming you never went to hormonal coach when you like had lost your period and you were training really hard, right? No, I went to endocrinologists, OBGYNs. I went to even um, holistic nutritionists, everyone. And for the most part, you know, my period was 
you know, they always ask like, how, when did you have your period? And I was like, like two years ago. And they were all trying to treat the symptom, which was an absent period. That's a symptom. The reason for a missing period is so many other things. It's like the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And your reason is that whole iceberg underneath the surface of your stress, your exercise, your nutrition, how you talk to yourself, the stigma that you hold surrounding periods. These are all reasons for some sort of dysmenorrhea. So painful periods, absent periods, irregular periods, um, cramps, like whatever it's going to be, acne, bloating, all of these things are symptoms. The actual root is going to be something so much more specific, but usually just like so simple. You're stressed. You're not eating enough. You're eating not the right things. Your body doesn't feel safe. Like as female, as someone with female biology, our biological mission is very simple. It's to reproduce, sadly. And your body is constantly assessing whether or not it can reproduce. And so any sort of dysmenorrhea, so um, abnormal period instances, is your body telling you that it doesn't feel safe. So if you have acne, if you have cramps, if you have bloating, if you have irregular periods, if you have really heavy periods, if you have really light periods, all of these is your body telling you it does not feel safe. And then you need to peel back those layers and figure out why does my body not feel safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's like a perfect segue into a question I had for you. I don't know if I actually heard this from you, but I heard this somewhere. I want to be mindful about how I kind of ask it because I don't like the word like normal necessarily because yeah like everybody has a different cycle like I don't know it kind of has like a negative connotation if somebody hears this and is like oh well I don't have that so I'm not normal so I don't really know how else to ask it without saying that but I just am prefacing with that like you know I'm saying like everybody's different but I've heard that it's not supposed to be the norm to have like PMS symptoms and Mm -hmm. all of these symptoms that you're talking about where like for the most part people will say like oh yeah I'm PMSing that's why I'm kind of moody or like yeah I have cramps that's just normal like debilitating cramps that's just normal like you know the things that people kind of it's been really socially like normalized to say yeah (laughs) I'm just gonna say it PMS is not normal you should not be having PMS um you should not be having cramps. You should not be in pain three days, five days, every single month. Um, like come after me, but <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Because if you count up all of the days that you were, were going to be on your period, that you're going to be bleeding, on average, that's going to be between seven and 10 years. That could be a 10th and eighth a seventh of your life in pain, vomiting, cramping, moody, fatigued, not enjoying life to its fullest potential. And I'm here to say, and to just break through that myth that PMS is normal, that you should be, you know, it's, it's become socially like, you know, there's all these memes and everything about women on their period and PMSing and cramping and, you know, bloody murder type of um, memes. And 
those are funny, but they're also damaging because doctors don't believe you when you go in and say, Hey, like I'm vomiting or I'm in extreme pain. Like, Oh yeah, that's, that's normal. No, it's not. And as someone who's had pain and is now pain-free, like light cramping is, is you should have that because your uterus is shedding a lining. You should be a bit more tired. You should be um, a bit more, you know, low energy. You want to be, and we'll talk about that in terms of like cycle syncing, but those are the things that, you know, you should have, you should not be all these other on the extremes. And so for me in my own period, now I have a light little cramping on the first day and, but it doesn't take away from my life. It's just like, okay, cool. I know the first day I'm not going to be doing these activities it's going to be more of a slow day and some months when I'm under more stress, it's going to be a little bit more intense, but still I don't need to take painkillers. I don't need to, um, you know, use hot packs. Usually it's just like, okay, cool. Like I'm just gonna go about my day and be a bit more calm. And same thing with like my clients is that they all come in with extreme pain, all these different symptoms. And once you take back what's going on and actually really go step-by-step into why does your body not feel safe and start to cycle sync, which we'll talk about, um, the pain goes away. The moodiness goes away. The fatigue goes away the acne goes away because you're actually listening to your body and what it needs. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, let's just get right into like the, you know, the cycles from my understanding, there's four different cycles. They should be Mm -hmm. about seven days, which adds up to the 28 day cycle. But then you said it could be a little longer. I just kind of want to get into like, what is the order of the cycles? Like, and just, you can tell us what the four cycles are and then we can get deeper into each one of them. Yeah. So you have four different phases and within each phase, your biology and your brain chemistry and your body chemistry is different. So you cycle through these phases every single month if you're not on a birth control. And the four are you have your menstrual phase, which is your actual period. You have your follicular phase. You have your ovulatory phase and you have your luteal phase. And we'll start with that menstrual phase. This is your bleed. And you can think of this in terms of traditional Chinese medicine. um, It's your winter season. If you are on your period, you know that you do not want to socialize, really. You do not want to go and do activities. You do not want to go and be energetic. You kind of just want to sleep, lay down, cuddle, watch a movie, um, have some ice cream, and just really relax and be with yourself. And that's exactly what this phase tells us to. It's telling us to return back into ourselves as our metabolism starts to slow. um wanting to be just more by yourself. Then we move into this follicular phase and this is your internal springtime. Your hormones start to rise and your energy starts to increase. And then we move into your ovulatory phase. And this is when the egg is actually released. And with this egg releasal, your hormones spike. And so you get this beautiful burst of energy and you just feel alive. You want to communicate. You want to hang out with friends. And then after that event, it starts to decrease. Your hormones start to drop. And that is your luteal phase or your autumn. And so ovulatory is your summer and uh, luteal is your autumn or fall. 
And so it kind of goes through this cycle every single month and you can start to map them out and actually know what phase you're in and what to do in each phase to actually feel alive, embodied, productive, um, get the results in terms of your fitness and your, you know, your nutrition to actually achieve your dream body, that hot girl summer, um, that fat girl lifestyle with ease and actually feel motivated and self-disciplined all the time. Cause you're working with that biology. I wanted to kind of get, you gave like a really good kind of summary of what they are, but I kind of wanted to break them down even more granular. If you're able to do that right now with us of, you know, like, let's just start with menstrual and go through each one of like, you, you kind of gave up the idea of like what you should be doing during that time, but more like, what should you be eating? Maybe what, what might be showing up in your body if you're maybe not cycle syncing correctly for that cycle. I don't know. I, I know just like with Ayurveda, when like your doshas are out of, or like they're yeah. active, you can see kind of like, is that kind of like cycle syncing as well? For the most part. I mean, most of the time you'll know that you're out of whack because you're going to be tired, lethargic. You're going to be, um, your motivation is going to come and go because you're doing something for two weeks. Then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but I need to do it because it's the plan. It's the, the program that I'm on, but no, let's break them down even further. So within this menstrual phase, it's your internal winter. And the whole purpose of this phase is that your hormones are at their lowest. You're shedding a lining energetically and physically and emotionally, you're going to be shedding. So this is the time to really rest and to review and also to start to plant some intentions and kind of using this time to see what do you want to birth in the next season, in the next cycle. And your met- as I said earlier, your metabolism starts to slow. And so to really supplement and to nourish the body, you're going to want to have hearty foods like soups and stews and curries, roasted vegetables, um, baked vegetables, really good high quality proteins and fats. And these will really nourish the body and replenish um, some of the micronutrients that you're losing. So some of my favorite snacks are like seaweed because you're losing all these um, minerals and essential vitamins when you're bleeding and so replenishing them with seafood and with seaweed and with duck and leafy greens like kale and spinach are just such good additions where you really end up feeling nourished and oftentimes the reason for cravings and you want that Ben and Jerry's and you want the, all the snacks on your period that your blood sugar is going haywire. Um, and you need to really support that blood sugar by having fiber and protein and fats to really curb those cravings and feel really good and supportive and PMS free during your period. And the same thing in terms of your exercise, please do not do HIIT workouts or spin class on your period. It is so counterproductive because when looking at fitness, your estrogen is really what dictates fat loss and muscle building on your period. Your estrogen is the lowest. And so by doing that, by doing exercise for more than 30 intense exercise for more than 30 minutes, 
you're stressing the body out. It's releasing more cortisol, which is going to go into your bloodstream. It's going to take out blood glucose and glycogen from your body. Use it as estrogen, circulate that around the body, and it's going to go into your waist and your hips. And so if you notice that you're starting to gain a little bit of weight, but you're like, I'm working out all the time, check to see if you're working out on your period. Because if you are, there's biological systems that are trying to make you feel safe, making the body feel safe. Because if you're, our ancestors would not be doing HIIT workouts on their period. It's a time for resting and for rejuvenation. So this is the perfect time for walks and Pilates and Hatha yoga, yin yoga, you know, and if you want to go on a light little jog, you can do that. Keep it under 30 minutes. So, cause after that, that's when you start to dip into that blood glucose, which is what we want to avoid. And then after that phase or during the same phase, your left and your right hemispheres of the brain have the most connectivity on a neurological level, which means that you can be analytical and you can be emotional. So this is a perfect time as well to really look at your goals, like look at your life from an objective bird's eye view and be like, Hmm, what is working? What is not working? Am I getting closer to my goals or am I getting against it? Am I getting further away? How do I feel with my relationships, with my finances, with my business, with my career right now? And really getting honest with yourself and really allowing this time to really dig in deep and then put it aside because we're going to enter this follicular phase. And with this follicular phase, your estrogen starts to rise, which means you're going to have a bit more energy. You're going to feel a lot more creative. And this is the perfect time for the brainstorming and goal setting and achieving those goals that you want. So it's kind of putting a plan to action. So in that menstrual phase, you're putting, you're creating a plan. And in this follicular phase, you're putting it to action. And so get creative, you know, do fun activities, get outside, meet new people, all the things. And this phase lasts for around seven to 10 days. It kind of just depends on your body. For me, mine's around seven days and for other people it might be 10 or 11 days, but you kind of want it to be seven to 10 day window. And again, this is your springtime energy is rising. You're, you feel more alive. You feel more vibrant and you want to match your foods with this vibrancy. So gut health is super, super crucial with this rise in estrogen. If it starts to peak and get too high, then you're going to start to have those breakouts. You're going to start to feel a little bit more moody and kind of overwhelmed. So using this energy to do your hit workouts, go for your runs, take your spin classes, do your orange theory and berries camp. use that rising energy and put it to use, like mix up that cardio. And this is also a really good time for raw salads and vegetables, light cooking, um, sauteing your foods, really enjoying all of the cruciferous vegetables, because this is going to help flush out 
a lot of the, the estrogen that's in the body. So you don't have all those PMS symptoms. And then we move into ovulation. This is your fertile window. And a big myth that we've been taught in school is that you can get pregnant at any time in the month. That is false. You need an egg to get fertilized. When this will be will depend on the person and also on the partner. Because sperm can live in the body for around five days, maybe longer if it's a healthy swimmer, but really your ovulation window is around four to five days. Give it a week just to be safe if you are having unprotected sex. And this is your summer. Your body is peaking. You feel so energized. It's the phase I'm in right now. And this is when you want to communicate and really open up. This is when your this peaking estrogen starts to light up the verbal and communication centers of the brain. So you feel so much more inspired. You want to talk. You want to hang out with your friends. You want to go to happy hour. You want to network. You want to go on podcasts and show up on your stories and show up in your business. This is a perfect time to plan your launches or to plan collaborations. And this is the best time for cardio and for weight training because you have a high level of testosterone in the body as well as your estrogen, which is the perfect burn fat and build lean muscle kind of situation. And if you want to be a bit more of that raw vegan, this is a good time to try it. I was having more, again, raw raw fruits and vegetables in balance and in moderation. Do not just start having raw broccoli. Like, please don't do that. I've done it. Don't do it. And really enjoying those salads and smoothies, but having it filled with fiber and protein and fat as well to help with that digestion. And then we move into this luteal phase, which for me is my favorite phase, actually. I love this. Oh, that's what you're in. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) And the luteal is for me, one of my favorites because it's this internal autumn and it's a time to do your deep work. I love organizing. I, my mom and I joke about this. She thinks I have a problem because I unpack and repack my suitcase five times before I go on vacation. I just love organizing. And this is with this fallen estrogen, you're also have a little rise in this hormone called progesterone. And this is what's helping to build that lining of the uterus. And progesterone is your kind of deep work, your calming sort of hormone. And you're going to feel that all of a sudden you're not going to want to see people as much. You're going to start to close inwards. And this is different for everyone. And this is a two week window, usually 10 to two weeks, 10 days to two weeks, that first half, you're still going to be energized because you're kind of coming off of that hormone wave. And then that latter two weeks, when you're leading up to your period, this is your PMS window. And so this is where you really want to stop doing your cardio, go for your walks, do your Pilates, really stretch that body in a way that feels good for you having roasted veggies, having lentils and beans, and just again, nourishing really nutrient dense foods to help support that fall in hormone. Again, this is the best time to do task and detail oriented work. So all those goals you set in your follicular phase, 
take a look at them and pick one or two to actually like finish up and, and complete. And this is also the time to set your boundaries. Because again, the reason why you have PMS is that you're stressed, you're overstimulated. You have so much going on in your life. And by taking that step back and saying no, you're putting yourself first. You're putting your hormones first. And this will give you the biggest payoff out of everything. It is learning to say no to high intensity workouts, to your smoothies, to people and picking things that actually are supportive to your cycle. I have learned so much more from you today from that. There's always so much more to learn. Thank you so much. That was so such a good mix of like science and like just nutrition and just fitness and all of that. Like everything that I feel like everybody needs to know about. It's so exciting. And once you start really mapping your cycle with your life, it just becomes much easier because you're actually working with your body and not just in the a surface level extent, but actually on a biological extent, because you can't change what's going on inside of you. And by actually becoming friends with it and saying, Hey hormones, how can I support you? Because by doing that, you're going to support me and really starting with that mindset. And something that I created for this was, is, is a little journaling ebook that I just put out there today because I mean, that helped me so much was figuring out and mapping my productivity and my journaling with my hormones. Because again, some days and some weeks you're super inspired and some days and some weeks you just want to chill out and just do like organize and to organize your life and to get your, your, get your shit together And by actually listening to that and not fighting against it, you feel so much more in flow, in tune, in that feminine energy and balancing it with that masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I have a couple more questions for you before that we go. So I'm just going to kind of run through them. Perfect. The first one I have is I did want to ask you, like, obviously you're super well-versed in all these topics now, so you can kind of just like say them off the top of your head, but when you were starting out, like, how did you keep all of this organized to like reference it to be like, okay, I know I'm doing what I should be doing for this cycle Yeah. in terms of like what you're eating, what you're working, you know, all the things you said to keep it organized. The two things are the seasons and this acronym that Elisa Vitti has created called power P O W R and it's preparation um, opening up work and rest or review. So your follicular phase is your prep phase, that brainstorming, that planning, that action, your ovulatory is that opening up. That is that communicative phase. Your luteal is your work phase, that deep work organization. And then your menstrual phase is your rest and relaxation, reviewing all the things. And then the seasons kind of helped me or helped me really organize the foods, because if it's winter, I'm not going to be having a smoothie for the most part. Um, or I'll be having a smoothie that has all these supportive foods, which just takes time learning and understanding. And same thing in summer, I'm not going to be having a soup in the summertime. And so it's just starting to work with, yeah, working with the seasons and working with the acronym just kind of helps you 
dip your toe in and do one thing, like focus on one thing at a time, either nutrition or fitness or productivity, energy, pick one of them and try it for a week and then move on to the next one. And then the next one, because trying to do everything for your phase is going to be super overwhelming and you're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, no one is perfect with this, but it's being aware and then making one choice a day that actually supports that. Yeah. That's just like so much more reasonable and realistic. I really like that. Um, so I had a question, like I was thinking about this for myself where, you know, you kind of answer this a little bit where like everybody cycles different. Some months you might be like, like, you know, for your alluvial phase, you might be in like 10 days or seven days, whatever. But I'm curious, like kind of two questions in one, like, how do you know how actual long that cycle is for yourself? And specifically for the menstrual cycle, like say you only bleed for like five days, do you still have your menstrual cycle for seven days or is it just when you're bleeding? So it's just when you're bleeding. Okay. So the best way to do it is literally download like my flow app or, um, it's one with the circle, not the feather. The <laughs> one with the feather was made by men and they sell your data. Mm-hmm. My flow is made by Lisa Vitti, the queen of cycle syncing. And it's incredible. They just updated it. It's great. One with the circle, my flow app, and that will kind of get you started with cycle syncing. But your bleed or your menstrual phase is only the time that you are actually like bleeding. So for me, that's around four to five days. The day, as soon as you stop bleeding, that's when you enter your follicular phase. And then the best way to know when you ovulate is either to take your basal body temperature or I use um, LH strips and I just kind of, when I know I'm approaching that window, I like pee on it (laughs) and um, it will tell you whether or not you have a surge in luteinizing hormone, which is what triggers ovulation. And then from there, you know that you're going to ovulate within like 24 to 48 hours. So that's kind of when you tell you that ovulatory window. And then your luteal window is after ovulation, 24 hours after ovulation up until you start your period. They're not perfect. They kind of blend together. But if you kind of just guesstimate and also pay attention to your energy, because right now I know I'm at the end of my ovulatory window because I'm starting to like dip in energy and my brain isn't as like sharp in terms of communicating. And then I know I'm approaching my, my menstrual phase because I'll start to feel a little bit more like sleepy and want to just kind of relax a bit more and so on and so forth. Obviously, you know, we live in this world, the society we've created where we're kind of running around all the time. We might, you know, not all of us own our own business. We might work for a corporate company or something. So you don't really have as much control of like, oh, well, you know, I'm in launch phase during my menstrual cycle. Like, you know what I mean? So what are kind of maybe the most practical, realistic things for you to do if you like cannot be really, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like molding your life around these cycles. I love that question. Cause yeah, as a student, I could not, you know, I couldn't come to my professor and be like, Hey, um, I can't write this paper. It's during my like follicular phase or Hey, <laughs> sorry, you I can't do this. yeah. Hey, sorry. I can't take this test. I'm on my period. Yeah. You don't have control all the time over all these different things, but you do have control over your food for the most part, your movement for the most part, and also your mindset. 
And I use a method with all my clients called the feel method. It's your food, your energy, your exercise, and your lifestyle. So if you can pick one thing that is going to be your North star, that's going to be the thing that you are going to really hone in on and do it, you know, 95% of the time. Everything else can be a 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50, even that one thing that will be your 95, five. So for me, that ebbs and flows between my movement and also my self-care. So my self-care will dictate my, my hormones. So if I know that I have a essay due on my, when I'm in my period, like on my period, I'm going to say no to almost everything. If people want to get coffee with me, if they want to hang out with me, no. I'm only doing this paper and everything else is going to fall to the back burner or I'm going to get to it when I get to it. And then with my movement, I'm going to move almost every single day. And in some phases of my life, that looks different. Some days I'm actually like moving. Some days I'm just doing a little bit here and there. And that's what keeps me grounded and keeps me actually in my, in my cycle versus trying to do everything at once, feeling overwhelmed, doing nothing perfectly, and then feeling like a failure and stopping and then going back to some sort of diet or fitness trend that is popping off on TikTok right now. Kind of in summary, pick one thing that you're going to hone in on as your North Star. If you're in corporate, if you're busy, whatever that's going to be. Your food, you know, preparing your food, making that your priority. Your movement, you know, making that your priority of moving with your cycle. If that's going to be your productivity, working with your cycle. One thing, one thing and doing that to almost perfection, leaving room for, you know, life, but knowing how to bounce back. Thank you. I love the idea of like boundaries as well. And you have to be better with boundaries if you like want to say no, say it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Thank you. I love that. So the last kind of real question I wanted to ask you, and then we can get into like your recommendations and like your offerings and where people can find you and things. A lot of times when I bring this up with people in my life and people who aren't maybe as into holistic medicine and and like, they're not well-versed in this. The first thing they might say is like, and I'm just hearing like people speaking in my ears about this sort of stuff is like a lot of times I hear people get on birth control because like they have endometriosis or something like that. What are your thoughts of like, okay, you've been put on this pill to help with this. Like, again, let everyone listen to their bodies. If you want to get off it, get off of it. If you don't like, that's your choice. But if I was talking to someone or you were coaching someone that had endometriosis, they've been on birth control. Would you recommend and say like, you maybe try and get off the pill and see what happens. And then like, there's ways to kind of, so yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm rambling too much. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? So if you are on birth control for endometriosis or PCOS, definitely consult someone whose specialty is in endometriosis or PCOS. But in general, the pill will, it may feel like it's alleviating symptoms, but really it's a bandaid. You have a broken leg and you put some plaster on it. You have not mended the leg. When you take off that plaster, everything is going to come up to the surface. However, I'm the biggest proponent of your body, your choice. Not everyone can do cycle syncing full stop, but you need to be educated and empowered in your body to actually know what birth control does, how it affects your body, how it affects your mood, how it affects your gut, how it affects your fitness, 
how it affects your nutrition absorption, how it affects your cognitive abilities, how it affects your fertility, everything, because it does not solve your hormonal problems. It does not fix anything. It is a pill that is a bandage because our doctors do not have time to learn everything about the cycle. Because let's face it, women's health is new. We've been around just as long, but we're shooting off people into space before we actually understand how the female body works. There's a time and a place for it, but ideally you're going to be educated in your body long before you actually ever need to go on a birth control. So what it does is it shuts off ovulation. It shuts off that connection between your brain and your ovaries. You do not go through a cycle. You are a menopausal. Birth control puts you into a synthetic and man-made menopause. And there's some interesting articles about it where it was only tested on 130 women before it went to market. It was tested on Puerto Rican poor women who were pretty much unwilling to be tested on or were not informed of the actual what they were testing. It was tested on men in psychiatric hospitals. And birth control is a very dirty history. However, it has helped a lot of women in terms of pregnancy prevention, in terms of, you know, everything in, in between. But if you're using it for your hormones and to alleviate hormonal issues, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not doing anything for you. It's kind of creating more issues for you to overcome in the future. We can do a whole nother episode on birth control, but I do have a, your gut and your gut on birth control masterclass that really goes into the nitty gritties of birth control, the different types, what it does, how it affects your gut, and then how that ends up affecting your mood, your fertility, your brain, your cognition, your fitness, everything between. So if you're interested, it's in the link in my bio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're it so was welcome. So good. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've been lied to for <laughs> how many years in terms of our health and everything like that, that it's just time to just take an actual stand and not everyone's going to be happy. So I'm sorry if I stepped on your toes, but you need to actually do your research and look into it because our doctors are great. For some things, but for other things, they're not. Even if you decide to stay on a birth control, like I coach my clients through who are on a birth control, but it's learning about it, how to optimize your time and everything while you're still on it. So when you come off of it, you don't go through that post-birth control syndrome. Because what is post-birth control syndrome? It's everything you've been covering up for five years, 10 years, two years, three years, 15 years, all of a sudden coming up to the surface because you put your body in this artificial menopause for so long that it now has to figure out how to make hormones on its own. And it's like, what do I do? And so the best time to start cycle syncing is when you're on a birth control and you start cycle syncing, cycle sync with the moon. Your menstrual phase is the new moon. Your follicular phase is the waxing moon. Your ovulatory is your full moon. And your luteal is the waning moon. Listen to that again and map everything that I said earlier in this episode with those moon cycles. And then eventually, whenever you want to come off birth control, it's going to be so much easier and so much less painful. Thank you for that. I feel like 
because there's definitely people I'm sure are listening who might be on birth control. So it's a good segue into maybe starting it with when you're off birth control. So amazing. The last thing I just wanted to ask you if there was just like quickly any books, any apps, any resources, like specific maybe supplements or products that you take to help you with this entire topic. So the first book that I recommend, I have my whole bookshelf of period books, (laughs) um, is, in the flow and woman code by Alyssa Vitti, as well as her app, the my flow app has the circle, not the feather. <laughs> I'm going to say it time and time again. Another book that's interesting. It's a hefty read, but it's called a curious history of sex. And it just kind of talks about women and sexuality over the span of history And it's a really fascinating read. It's chunky, but reading bits and pieces and chapters, like, you know, weekly, just a fun, um, a fun read. And then in terms of supplements, take a magnesium supplement, please. Like 80% of women are deficient in magnesium, which is a big, big, big precursor for a lot of biochemicals in the female body. Take a magnesium supplement, please. (laughs) And take a good quality one. Like, don't get that crap stuff from, you know, the, the gas station or Rite Aid or something. Invest in your health and get good quality ingredients. Um, another amazing supplement is Elix. E-L-I-X. It's a traditional Chinese medicine herb concoction made for you and for your needs. And then the last two is Marea Wellness, M-A-R-E-A Wellness. It's the PMS elixir, tastes like lemonade, insane for your, for your health. It's so good. Um, and I have a discount code that's Sasha15 um, for 15% off. It is honestly the best, especially in that luteal to menstrual phase. It gets all those bioavailable um, nutrients that you're missing and that you're going to be needing for that phase. The last one is CBD. My favorite brand is Luna Wellness. I've tried a lot of CBD brands, but they are completely organic and made in small batches, women-owned, women-run. We love that. And um, again, I have a discount code with them, Cycle15. I honestly love their tinctures and also their salve for any sort of back pain or like discomfort, putting that on that area. And it just feels like a hug. It feels amazing. So those are supplements and the books that I recommend um, just to get you started on that journey because it is going to be a process for the rest of your life. And the faster you get it started, the better your older years are going to be, your more mature years, I like to call it, um, with in terms of menopause as well. Menopause is a direct reflection on your on your reproductive years. So if you're getting, you know, you see your mom's getting cough flashes and all these sort of symptoms, most likely they're on a birth control when they were younger and they had a lot of hormonal imbalances. So get started now. It's never too late. Thank you so much, Sasha. It was so just informative and I hope that it was really digestible for everyone. I think it really was. So I I hope so. It's a lot of information. So just listen to the episode a few times. Like it will start to sink in the more that you practice. And again, start with one area. If you need support in that, find me on Instagram at Sasha Lucia Health. I will be opening up 
one-on-ones again starting this summer and into the into the fall time so I'm really excited to begin working again with people who have problems and or who want support and really upgrading their health becoming the highest version of themselves and really feeling educated and inspired with their bodies again especially if you're a business owner or if you're in corporate like babes, I got you. <laughs> we, we need to match that cycle with what you have to reduce that, reduce those symptoms and really increase that productivity and just that vibrancy of your life. And like I mentioned earlier, I do have a masterclass on your gut health and birth control and just gut health in general and why it's super crucial for every sort of system of the body. And also I've just released a cyclical journal ebook that really leads you through all of the four phases, unlocking that potential of each of those phases through journal prompts, planning, brainstorming, all the goods to really match that productivity with your cycle and kind of really yeah, coming back to trust your body and yourself once again. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Attracting Abundance podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You guys can find Sasha's handle in the show notes, but it's Sasha Lucia Health, like she said. And of course, please follow us on Instagram at Attracting Abundance Podcast. And I would love it if you guys left me a review. That would mean so much to me. Thank you guys so much for being here. As always, love you. See you next time. Get up.